Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Charlie Morton signs with the Braves. Puig signs with Luba. And the Rays are open to trading Blake Snell. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us on this fine Tuesday in November. My name's Jimmy and I'm coming to you from the John Boy Media Studios in the Bronx. We got Jake coming to you from Tiga K, South Carolina. Trevor Plouffe from Hidden Hills, right next to Calabasas, 357 Horse and Buggy Trail is his address. Go visit him. Get yourself a dead gopher. It's close. Close enough. Close enough on the address. Imagine if I got the numbers right and you got really scared. You still got to get in the gate. So. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Do you have any cool visitors recently? Soft. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know I had a great weekend. I haven't even told you about all my weekends. Um, yes, as Cole Tucker put on his IG, I was hanging with some of the boys, socially distanced outside before all the outragers come to, to get me. Uh, but it was a good time. And last night was maybe even more fun. I was playing my neighborhood poker game online while watching Troy. Mm. Which is Whoa. one of my favorite movies. I'll watch it every time it comes on. You'll it's watch dumb, the whole it's thing. So good. You'll watch the whole thing. I'll watch. I, I mean, maybe it, I, towards I've, the end it gets bad. I, I think I know where you're going with this, but like you know, the opening scene's amazing. Opening um, scene is must watch. Like there's there's some things our society knows, and if the opening scene of Troy is about to come on network TV, you tweet it out and you say, "Hey, opening scene of Troy on TBS. Be ready." If the final scene that. of Eight Mile is about to come on, you tweet it out and you say, "Hey, rattle, uh, rattle, rap battle scene is coming on. Everyone, go watch." I don't know what movie conquers the middle area, but those two are like musts. Oh, I know, uh, Lord of the Rings: Battle for Helm's Deep. Never seen it, but I appreciate yeah. it. Jake, how are you doing? You, you put that on. You, you lost Jimmy there, but yeah, I mean that that Thessalonian man is the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name. Uh, yeah, no, I think Troy Troy has good scenes. I I do know what Jimmy's saying about the middle, but I mean, some of the, you know, Eric Bana, you will die, kills his cousin. Whoa, spoilers, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm in the dirty south. Me, Noodle, and Jess drove down here, mostly me and Noodle, and uh, we're we're here, baby. We're, we're on the lake, breathing some fresh air outside of the city. Baseball is hot in the streets in so many ways. Our friend Cole Tucker is now an A-list celebrity, so that's pretty cool. Um, Should we and then, quickly yeah, I think call the only him? Other... What's that? Should we get him on the phone right now? <laughs> Just be uh, like, we might it... have to. How's it feel to be A-list? He's he's. I told you guys. I talked to him a bunch about it yesterday. I think he's just he's figuring out how to handle it. He wants to make sure that like. People don't see him as like wanting to do that and not like focusing on baseball. And I said, look, just do your thing, man. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Just as long as you know you're preparing for baseball, do it, man. Kidding me? 
Yeah. That's like basically a PED. You get that juice, that confidence juice. He's an A-lister now. <clears throat> I'm buying all the Cole Tucker stock. We already owned most of it, but we're buying yeah. more. You know why? We invested really well. What's that? Yes, we did. We invested really well. Yes, we did. Like, yeah, that's a big, big boost right there. Who did who did A Rod date when they won the World Series? Kate Hudson traded Madonna so. for her, something like that. Yeah, was that when he was kissing himself? When when was that? I mean, that's every day for him. Yeah, he yeah. takes those photos and then has to remind himself, I can't post this. People don't relate to it. I can't post this. People don't relate to it. And then he puts them into his file called mirror selfies. A-Rod, I'm here. I relate to that. <laughs> I've got that. The, uh, the the other issue I currently have going on my end in, in the John Boy Media HQ there, we've got balls, we've got chains, we've got bats, we've got all of it. Uh, currently on this desk, I'm, I'm in Jess's sister's room, and uh, we have a neuroscience book here. Uh, so I'm, I'm a disaster and we will be, stay tuned to the end of the program where I'll be reading through this book to Cole Tucker. Open up to page 72 and tell me what the main subject matter is on the neuroscience textbook. <clears throat> 72. If you I can't, can't pronounce you the, the last words. time I opened a book. <laughs> map. Maybe you opened a map. Imagine if you drove with physical maps. That'd be hilarious. Dude, okay. Thomas Guide. Rock on. I used to have like several Thomas Guides in my car. The A pore of a voltage-sensitive calcium channel termed an A1 unit comprises four subunits, amino acids in the cytoplasmic loop between the... Se- I can't. I can't. So an A1 unit, like, you know, your ace of your staff, and then you need a bunch of B1 units to make up the rotation. But- the Charlie Morton of your staff, question mark? Speaking of hot in the streets, Boy, Jimmy, Charlie. Before we get into Charlie Morton talk, I got to let you know two things. One, our most recent patrons are Sarah Shebelhut, Shebelhut, Shebehut, Shebelhut, Shebelhut, and Andrew Woods. So thank you very much to them and the support they are giving us. They can tune in for the live shows a bunch of people hanging out. A lot of people are hanging out. Morgan's here. He said, I haven't been in a live show forever. Feels good. They got a long pregame show because Trev had to go to the battery store. Um, so you can do that if you want. It's $2 a month, live shows. Uh, I think there's what Patreon. Stay tuned. Also, also, I am wearing my ghost windbreaker again. Jake and I both had them on last week. Now it's just me. Trev, I got my... <laughs> Baseball players, I don't know what the rest of this shirt says. What's it say? What's that word? Have pretty girlfriends. Okay. Baseball players have pretty girlfriends. Speaking of wow. Cole Tucker. Yeah. Not a bad time for that. Baseball Lifestyle is the fastest growing brand in baseball from best-selling items like the Buzz, the Tower Hat, to the incredible Ghost Windbreaker. You can shop them today at bl101.com. This week, you can use discount code JOMBOY, that's J-O-M-B-O-Y, and get 20% off your order with a pre-Black Friday sale exclusively for JOMBOY Media listeners. It's valid from Monday, November 23rd through Wednesday, November 25th, so get on it quick at bl101.com. Baseball is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. I really love the Ghost Windbreaker. Big, big fan of it. Looks good on you. It actually makes you look like you have a little bit of style, too, which is nice. Yeah, Mm. very rare. Uh, BBD's got 
a baseball lifestyle hoodie on. I don't know if you can see him down there in the plate. Swag. Yeah. So go go to bl101.com and say hi to the Joshes. Two guys named Josh. Oh, I like that. I like I like the name Josh. Yeah. It's a good name. You like the name Josh? I do. You like the name Joshua? Yes. Okay. Just seeing. The Braves have signed Charlie Martin for a one-year, $15 million deal. The podcast is one for one in our predictions. I'm one for one in my locks. It was the lock I had the least confidence in. I just thought it makes sense. And here we are. I'm the smartest guy in the world. You got a lot of shit for that. You got a lot of shit for that, Jim. People were coming at you saying, Charlie said it himself. I'm only going back to Tampa. And then Enos, Eno. You know, kind of laughed. He said, didn't he say it was Tampa or retire? I said, well, it makes a lot of sense. Jake actually liked it from the start, which he he kind of was like, eh, and then he liked my bullshit Jimmy Lytics of it. Jim, it, it made a lot of sense. Let me it, tell you this. If, if he starts getting a private jet to and from Tampa, then we'll really – I'm, I'm going to question, like, if you are from the future, if you're with the Simpsons writers and you guys just time travel, because that is a – that was a pretty good call right there, Jim. Trev, it's it's a mix of Jimmy Lytics, which we've seen develop and is taking over baseball, and mm-hmm. it's a little chunk of what we call turkey math, which I mm-hmm. Jimmy thought was a mainstream term. We've explained to you once or twice and the listeners, but uh, basically we had two of our idiot friends yelling at each other. Actually, one smart, one's an idiot, and the <laughs> idiot started explaining to our smart friend using turkeys as a form of currency. So we're, it was probably around Thanksgiving. We're probably around a, an eight-year anniversary of that. And turkey math is just a combination of basics and logics, and, and that's what's won out here. Jimmy said, okay, the Braves need a veteran, proven, postseason starter. And Jimmy says, if you're one connect the dot is you have to be in Tampa, you know, Atlanta's what? Three and a half hour drive? Made that number up. It's close. So they figured yeah. it out. They they get they get the veteran to link up with their young staff and it's exciting. Charlie does have some nervous stuff. The velo was down this year, but it seemed like he just turned the knob on for the playoffs. And if you still got that in the tank, that's what matters. But uh, beautiful stuff all around. It's a six and a half hour drive. Yeah. 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 Close. Yeah. Ten minutes. We're doing turkey math here. Yeah. Turkey. Six turkeys drive. They just get him a helicopter. <laughs> yes. He's fine. The Bra- I like this move for the Braves. They bring in Smiley. They bring in more. And like the Braves, didn't they do this last year? Weren't they the quickest to attack the market with smaller one-year, two-year moves? So this is kind of – if you're a Braves fan, I-, I think I like that. It's fun right away. Like you get a gift before Christmas. That's what they like to do. It'd be interesting to see how different the Braves use Charlie versus the Rays um, with the five and fly and like the really – you know, he's a two-time through the rotation guy, but the Braves, they were desperate for pitching last year and for innings. So I, I wonder if, if that changes or through 162, if they go really light with him because they got him for the playoffs. So I'm kind of interested to see the, the usage there, but we'll find that out when we find it out. Good for I, I like this move. I like it for Braves fans. I like it for Yankees fans. I don't have to see Charlie Morton anymore. He gets out of the AL East. I'm happy with it. I love the number he got, too. I mean, you kind of saw, like, Robbie Ray gets eight. Uh, Smiley gets 11. So then you kind of have to ask yourself, what are the actual guys that are good going to get? 
No offense to those other guys. They just haven't been that good lately. But Charlie gets 15, and now we kind of see the market developing. Okay, now we see friend of the pod, Odo. Like, he's got a comp. All these guys. And uh, hand up. Like, I've been wrong so far about this offseason. I thought it was going to be a complete wash. And I don't know if it's the Steve Cohen effect. I don't know uh, if it's the stock market being over 30000 this morning, if guys mm. are feeling good about it. They're spending money. And, you know, I guess I guess it's we'll see how it is on the position player side. Pitching is always um, in need. But I, I like the number. One year 15, I think, is a fair, good number for uh, a starting pitcher. And that was the other Jimmy Lytics there. I mean, the one year the Braves did that. They did that with Cole Hamels last year. It didn't work out. But this team with its young core, as long as the Braves can take swings like this, and if they miss, it's almost no it's no skin off their back. And they, you know, Jimmy and I have been on this from talking Yanks to now bringing it here. You don't need five starting pitchers. You need about eight. And the Braves are almost there, man. Um, I mean, with it's Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, Ion Anderson, excuse me, Drew Smiley, Kyle Wright, uh, Soroka when he gets back in healthy. So. I mean, you know, if, if Tucson or one of those guys figures it out, Bryce Wilson, they they have pitching in droves. So I, I think what you're saying, Jimmy, you know, I don't think they're going to have to push, you know, late 30s Charlie Morton throughout this season. You know, let the kids go out there and twirl it, make sure Charlie's feeling good and get him built up for where he needs to be in October. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like a win all around. And if you're a Braves fan, yeah, they they go out and they sign who they want in free agency, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Soroka update, he was just, there was a video of him throwing. So that's Braves news. Braves fans are just getting good news after good news. Fun little Thanksgiving week for them thus far. And, you know, they're, they're a contender, and these windows come and go, and they are their window's wide open right now. So these are the moves they need to be making. You know, the Smiley one, I still think it's kind of weird, and they overpaid a ton, and we'll see what that becomes. But, like Jake's saying, you need seven to eight starters to start the season, and then you need five starters going into the postseason so you can take one or two of them and put them in the pen, which is where Smiley really grades out for them, you know, if you do a postseason plan, I think. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, good shit for the Braves. And, and good stuff for the market, I wonder – you know, we have an interview coming up with Odo later this week where we tomorrow because we're coming out on Wednesday instead of Thanksgiving and he's a free agent. And we asked him like, hey, when these things happen, you'll hear it. How, does your calculator start jumping? And I wonder what Stroman feels because he took the 19 million qualifying offer and he probably thinks he's he's can help a team more than Charlie Morton can. But I think Charlie, I think it's pretty close. Um could he have taken two years at $15 million? You know, what? it's kind of interesting how the dominoes are falling because this is higher than I think a lot of people would have guessed just because everyone thought the market was down. But it's cool. You know, I, I, well, Stroman in the qualifying offer, I think, it was a big thing. We have to remember that. So I think he put that into his equation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Morton's getting one year 15, you got to believe Stroman could have got 345. 230, you know. 230 but but, but yeah, maybe not, next I'm, week I'm not saying there. it's a he shouldn't regret it or anything it's just um interesting how the market is changing and and maybe we don't know maybe this has nothing maybe from what we've learned is nothing 
has really told us what the market's going to be yet because the smiley told us it was going to be high. Stroman not even testing free and she told us it was going to be low. Brad Hand not even getting at a one-year 10 said it was going to be low, but now he Charlie gets 115. Do you think the Rays were, were in? Do you think there was any competitors here? Not the Rays. Not the Rays because the they Rays. had this option. He had a he had a one year fifteen option. So the people today were saying, if you're the Rays, why didn't you just sign that and trade him? Uh, which which that part does seem a little odd. But again, I think Charlie Morton. We're talking about one of the five percent of free agents that does have kind of specific stuff going on. It had to be a contender. And Jim, I do think the location close to Tampa was a thing because he's got that quote from last time. So. Uh, you know, you put that all in the pot, it it makes a little bit of sense. And uh, this, yeah, did, had, did he have a no trade clause? Did he? Did it, we see anything like that? I know there's there's uh, five I don't and think ten. So. He's, five he's and not ten a rights ten or something guy. like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't think so. And the only my only other comment when you guys mentioned Stroman, Stroman still would have had the qualifying offer. So you wonder how that would have affected things a little bit. And I think where Stroman's brain went is he's going to get one big contract and it was either bet on himself this year and get that one, three, four year deal or kind of take a chance this year with the pick attached and with the weird free agency that there's, there's a little bit of risk there. Yeah. <clears throat> Just interesting how it's playing out. Um, and what's going to be the next pitching domino of the fall. You would guess it might be, like a guy like um, Paxton or Odo is is seems to be next. We'll, we'll see. Um, speaking of the Rays, the other headline today, and I, I didn't check who wrote this, and I don't know if it passes my bullshit test, but there, it does. BBD saying it's a real thing, is that um, the Rays are open to trading Blake Snell. Now, if this happens, I already told Kyle, who runs all our socials, Go get Jake screaming this from the rafters if it happens because you said we saw our last game of Blake Snell ever pitching in a Rays uniform as soon as game six ended. Uh, so, Jake, you you can have a, a fun moment here if he does get traded. It still needs to happen, but I think he's only owed $10 million, right? Jimmy, it's Thanksgiving, and it's turkey math season because it's just a weird mix of logic and putting it all together. Snell signed one of those Tampa Rays kind of team-friendly-ish buy-year arbitration out. He's got three years left, 11 mil, 13 mil, and 16 mil, which, by the way, for Blake Snell at age 28 is an absolute deal where he's coming off uh, a postseason where he's lights out. He's got a sigh in the bag. He's one of the best lefty pitchers in baseball. If you're the Rays... What do they do? They're like a smart gambler. They cash in their chips, uh, and they get to play another day. Uh, so I think, you know, they've got young pitching on the way. They'll figure it out. And, hey, they use Blake Snell to get through a rotation two times. You can use other pitchers to get through a rotation two times. So I think I'm not going to say where there's smoke, there's fire, because, again, it all it also matters – who they're getting back. They are going to ask for a lot for Blake Snell. And if a team wants to pay it, cool. I think the Rays are fine and they'll run it analytically and say, yeah, if we get if we get these three young players about to figure it out, yeah, we'll make that work. And then we'll flip those guys in five years and turn them into six more prospects. It's like it's the Rays Ponzi scheme. 
Now, I, I got, Trev, I want your thoughts on Blake Snell and the Rays. And just to be, to lay it all out there for the listeners, he's got three years. So you're not, it's not a one-year rental. And it's, it's 10.5, 2021, then 12.5 mil, 2022, and then 16 mil in 2023. So you're taking on a chunk of cash. Nothing, not coal money or Stanton money, but it's, you're taking on money. I like, do the Angels have prospects? They're a team that's been, uh, you know, Artie's gone out and said, we're spending. We're spending money. I need pitching. The new GM, Perry, is that his name? He's like, no, we're we're buyers. Do they fit? Do they have prospects? Uh, Trev, do you think this will actually happen? I mean, my problem with all these, like, they're open to trading rumors is no shit. I mean, like Ken Rosenthal came out with something about Reds are open to trading Sonny Gray. Every team is open to trading every player. But, like, yeah, you have to find a match. The Angels seem to match up. Um, they obviously need pitching. They need something. Yeah. Maybe the not re- just the one pitcher, a couple the- pitchers. But I the think re- – I don't know about their prospect list, uh, but when you're working against the Rays in a trade, you got to be careful. They know – they. What what I would do if I was a team is I would get into trade talks with the Rays. I'd see who they want to acquire, and then I'd keep those guys. <laughs> I'd be like, actually, we're not going to trade those guys. Thank you. We're going to promote them because they're going to be yeah. good. You just have the Rays scout your farm system for you. Exactly. But, you know, I, I look, I, I could see them doing this. Like what Jake says is right. They, they're an organization that uh, I think Warren Buffett said, like, I made a fortune selling too early. Uh, they they do the same thing. They don't need to wait for peak value. They If they have value and they think they can get it, like Jake said also, I'm giving you so much credit right now, two times through the order is what they're getting uh, from their starters now. They can get that from somebody else. And, you know, this is a steal for a team. You know, and unless they're giving up crazy prospects, I think it's a steal for a team. The money's there. It's easy. You get a guy that's established, uh, a guy that gets your fan base excited. He has the Cy Young the bat. He was lights out during the playoffs. So I could see the Angels uh, doing it. I can see – I can imagine like a uh, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, mm-hmm. Snell rotation going on. This, if, if I was the Mets, this is someone I would completely go after because we're looking to spend money. You can get this guy for cheap. I keep bringing yeah. it back to them, but I really think they're going to be very, very much into uh, getting and acquiring players. He wants to make this team a contender ASAP. The, the on the Snell rumors, it's it's the it's fine. Stan, I just read up on it, and it's not that they're open to it; it's that they are actively shopping him right now, uh, which is a little it's, bit different. And I I trust Fine Sand, and I also it 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 passes the the smell test rather easily for everything Jake said. They also made a note that Seattle has traded with the Rays a ton. Blake Snell is from Seattle, so maybe there's a connection there. That also lends credence to the Angels to me because that's, you know, West Coast and, and closer to home at least somewhat. Still, That's still a really big drive, actually, because you're in Anaheim to Seattle. But whatever. That's a long drive. Long that's like 15, drive. That's, 20 hours. That's like Georgia hey. to Boston. Turkey math, uh, you can make that drive and love Seattle, love them taking a swing and trying to be real. And hey, how about we're, we're a West Coast pod today? How about the sicko Dodgers? Take Dustin May and Gavin Lux. 
You know, uh, there's some Dodgers fans probably screaming at me right now because, oh, those guys are going to be great for us for the next five years. What are you talking about? Hey, I think both, if you're the Dodgers, you might have just locked up another title if you do that tomorrow. <laughs> well, they're going after Arenado, apparently, so look out. Everyone, bring it, him in. If, 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 if this is real, like if they're like, if it comes out like it did with Lindor where every beat reporter's like, no, nah, Snell's getting traded. How much does that change Bauer and Tanaka and any other pitcher on the market where it does Snell become more wanted via trade with the three-year lockup for $36 million than what you're going to have to get Bauer for $36 million? They They do not like this. I'll tell you that right now. A, because it's just more competition on the market, and B, because he doesn't have a, a qualifying offer attached to him. These teams value their draft pick immensely. Um, so, yes, they don't like this. I think, you know, a guy like Bauer doesn't have anything to worry about because he's going to get paid this offseason. Uh, but, yeah, the, the you know, the other guys, this is straight-up head-on head competition for them. And but, but What if you're Bauer, though, and, like, the Angels are making you a big offer and they say, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. We may be able to it do something happen. for Snell. I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, but I think it – that's just at least a thought process in a lot of people's brains now. Like, how does this change the market for the next guy? I, I think it's supply and demand a little bit. Right now, there's you know there's an extra supply, and that stinks. But if Bauer and his agent uh, figure out that, hey, the Angels were trying to empty their wallets, but he went to Seattle, then you go back to the Angels and you say, hey, heard you were looking at that Snell guy. How about you don't give up any prospects and you pay me? So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's going to be baseball's hot in the streets. It's all good stuff. So going. Hot. It's good stuff. I still want to see Bauer take a one year deal. I really do. I want to see him take a one year $50 million deal. I just want to see that. But he's not it'd, going it'd to. It'd be dumb on all fronts. He's not going like, to. It'd just be dumb from the team and dumb from Bauer. It's not necessarily dumb on a team. $50 million is a lot. I just kind of made that number up. But like if a team was to pay Bauer $40 million for one year, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, it is. What if he gets hurt? Look at Hamels with the Braves. Like, that was a cheap contract so they could eat it. The, I mean, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Like, I there, disagree. I don't think they can do it while he has the qualifying offer attached to him. Yeah, yeah the qualifying offer changes everything. One year where the guy could get hurt. Yeah. If he takes a short deal in two or three more years. Oh, and I it just this thought went through my head, and I forgot, and now I remembered, so I'll say it before I forget again. Uh, our Red Sox give Heim some time. You know, he's he's trying to build something there. If if they sign one of the qualifying offer guys, they have to give up a second and a fifth, which probably isn't in Heim's plan. So I I I heard that the other day, and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I doubt I doubt that's what he would want to do. So Snell to the Sox. Snell to the Sox done. Damn. He's from Tampa. He knows Blake. All right, we got some other big news. Robinson Cano suspended for 162 games for PEDs. But before we get to that, speaking of Yanks, tomorrow we have an interview with Odo coming out on Talking Baseball. We also have an interview with baseball connoisseur Eric Kratz. Nobody's been part of more organizations, AAA, major leagues. We had a lot of fun talking with him uh, about his journey, time with the Yanks. I think if you're a baseball fan, you're going to like it because it wasn't incredibly Yanks heavy, and he's just an awesome, fun guy. 
lot about his career, and I'll give you one quick tidbit from the episode to get you a little juiced up for it. Trevor Plouffe banged out fours and fives. There you go. So go listen to that tomorrow. (laughs) That was Eric Kratz. What is that? What is that? I mean, talking Yanks, talking pitchers in this context. What I thought, that's just not true. Just not true. (laughs) It was was dropped it so casually. It's all right. Hey, Kratzy, I got some stories about you, big boy. Ooh. Not really. He's a stand-up guy. There's nothing wrong with him at all. He just swings at the first pitch every time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 30% of his home runs come on the first pitch. Came on the first pitch. <laughs> 10 out of 30. We would we would literally yell out, he's swinging. <laughs> like when he came up. Like it was just so funny. Like he knew he was going to swing at the first pitch. Uh, all right. Cano. Steroids. Stola Loza Loza. Topped 162 game suspension. Mets don't have to pay the 24 mil they owe him. He does have two more years left after That's that. Be interested to see if he comes back, if they eat it, if they if something gets worked out. But um ruins Cano's legacy real bad. Uh the one pop and it was already there, and you have murmurs, and there's always gonna be a contingent of people that oh, he's a steroid guy. Two pops, I mean, I won't even back him really. Because uh, it's not, you know, it's it's just dumb luck. But and and if and if you're if you're out there saying like, well, what was Cano's legacy? He's one of the best hitting second baseman in the history of baseball. I mean, yes. it's 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 a short list of best of hit, uh, second baseman hitting, and he was way up there. So, Trevor, what do you got on this? You're a big steroid guy. I got a signed Robinson Cano jersey if anybody wants it. That's what I got. Nice guy. Always nice to me. But, you know, I just – you know it doesn't sit well with me. Um, I'm willing to forgive eventually. But, yeah, like all of his legacy is ruined. You know, I think about, like, who – whose career did he cut short because he was using and banging on them. Like, who didn't get the opportunity because he was using and banging? Like, did he need to do this? This is all the things that go on in my head. Like, why? Did you really need to do it? You're a pretty damn good player. You really needed to do this? Especially now. Like, this is what I don't get. People sign these fucking deals, and then they still want to do steroids. Like, why? Like, you could just be a shitty player, dude. Like, if you suck, just be just suck and collect your money. Don't. Don't try to be good taking steroids because, like you said, his legacy is completely ruined. Yeah. And now you got guys like me, like, looking to give away a jersey that I got signed. Cleanest player in baseball. I don't want that in my house. Cleanest player in baseball. I am the cleanest player in baseball. Me and Cole Tucker. It's it's brutal, man. And it's uh, uh, we had someone comment, uh, BBD Wake and Jake Ad, and they said, you know, Cano's just kind of iconic. And that swing, like, it's not Griffey, but oh my God, we we can show our grandkids that swing, no matter where baseball's back, and they'd be like, damn, <laughs> that's smooth. And yeah, I know, uh, baseball reference, and again, we start getting into war and jaws and some of these weird stats, and I, I know, it's it's how does it all come together. 
they have this stat, Jaws. It's it's basically a way to measure war against how good guys were at their peak. Kind of the classic Hall of Fame, how good was your good versus accumulators argument. And that has Cano as the seventh best second baseman ever. And the guys above him, Rod Carew, Charlie Garinger, didn't watch a lot of his games, Joe Morgan, RIP, Nap LaJoy, Eddie Collins, Rogers Hornsby. If you go by that scale, I mean, Robinson Cano is the best second baseman of the past 30, 40 years or so. So it it really sucks. And you wonder how steroids play out in the future because these guys are a part of baseball history. So, I mean, will Cano end up getting lumped in with the Clemenses and Bonds? And how does that all sort out? I don't know. But again, and there's been this big kick on the internet lately that Barry Bonds is the best baseball player ever. Go check out his stats after age 32 and go check out Ken Griffey's stats after age 32. Pool holes. Because pool holes, yeah. another great example. I mean, these guys' bodies fell apart on them, but Trevor Plouffe. they had. They, Trevor Plouffe, these guys were taking <laughs> the juice. I mean, look at pictures of thick boy Trevor Plouffe. And tell me if that head kept growing. I mean, you'd be slugging 35 a year. Juice Ooh. balls, thick boy ploof. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, not only his swing, like, watching him turn double plays, the way he played defensively at second base, like, everything you wanted in a ball player, Cano could do. Like, he was so fucking smooth with it. You just watch him, and it's like, dude, this is what baseball is supposed to look like. And now we, you know, this is what we're going to think about instead of that. His play on the field, which you know, maybe it was because of this, maybe it wasn't. Like I just don't understand when guys continue to do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you think so? I tweeted out. We heard this live on Yankees uh, talking Yanks episode, and I tweeted this out, and a lot of people misconstrued it. I said DJ LeMahieu's agents fist pump. Not oh, be, or save the. The money, yeah, Mets money. The, they now get to tell whoever else, hey, Steve Cohen's in. They just lost 24 yeah. mil in their second baseman. Who cares if the Mets actually want to sign DJ? They can slide McNeil over. They can do a lot. But it is a chip that DJ's camp now gets to use, which I think is an interesting wrinkle. Imagine. Freed up a lot of money for them. Imagine if it gets DJ more money because they can negotiate and say, well, you know, Uncle Steve's interested. He's got a lot of money. I wonder if they try to buy him out. I wonder if they try to buy Cano out and say, look, okay, uh, we're owe you $50 million for those two years. Like, we'll give you 30 and you can just walk. Don't have to come back. Don't know if he walks away from that. There are some guys that have done that. Michael Kadire uh, uh, got bought out from the Rockies. Um, it wasn't that drastic. It wasn't $20 million, but he, he did that. So it's curious. Maybe maybe they do that. Maybe they don't. We'll see. What else do we got here? We got some little odds and ends. Uh, oh, Clevenger got a two-year deal, but also he's going to miss all of 2021 with Tommy John. That obviously sucks. He's a dynamic pitcher, went healthy, been really good. They traded for him. They tried to get him to pitch in the postseason, but didn't really pan out. I don't know. Got anything on this besides like that sucks. Wish you well. Clev? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, dude, man. Like he you you It's it's almost unavoidable for pitchers nowadays with TJ. Like I don't that's it's such a huge thing in baseball and the one thing I'll say is like they know how to do it now. They know how to, you know, 
perform the Tommy John surgery. So, you know, take this year rehab. I think whenever I would talk to a guy with TJ, it's make sure you're ready to come back. You push TJ, it's no good. You heal up, you'll be fine. So, you know, he's a, a dynamic pitcher, one that's really fun to watch. So hopefully he takes this year, gets better, and then, you know, we'll we'll see him in that uh, San Diego Padres uniform. And they're going to be a fun team to watch. So getting him back in 2022, look out. Get better. Make sure you're right. No, Don't rush back for next year. There's no reason, and that probably no won't even be on the table. So hopefully that can build him up even more. But it's going to put a lot of pressure on that final season. You know, oh, my God, they got Clevenger. They didn't have to give up any big names. You know, now you're putting basically one season of Clev uh, in the Padres' bucket versus that Indians tr- trade return for all the trade geeks out there, and that's uh, that's kind of why they did it. It's nuts. Uh, Hunter Renfro gets DFA'd along with our guy Trevor Williams, and there's someone else. Who else was it? Uh Renato Nunez. Renato Nunez. Yep. Nunez. Hunter Renfro gets DFA'd. He had a really bad year. He's coming off a good year before that. Uh, is that one trade that the the Rays somewhat missed on at this point? Cronworth and and Fam for Renfro and the slapdick. I guess we don't know uh, Xavier Ed- Edwards what his what he's gonna be. He could be the next um, best player ever, like Randy. You know the Rays are really I, good at these trades. Is this we still get, we got to wait out? I don't know. I think that, I think Hunter helped them get to the World Series. So you kind of got to look at it like that, right? I mean, I know he didn't have the greatest stats in the world, but he was part of the plan. They got to the World Series, so I think that's a win. Um, but I think this is just more of like yeah, his stats are very bad though. Yeah, I think this is more of what we're just gonna see. He had some good defensive plays though, if you remember that. I think we're gonna see a lot of these middle tier dudes who are due for five, six, seven million dollars through arbitration, or maybe they're entering arbitration for the first time. We're just going to see them. A lot of them get DFA'd. Uh, there was another one who I was early on that I was kind of surprised on. Uh, but it's just a trend that's going to happen. You know, the, this, this middling middle class of baseball players, they're going to, get DFA'd and, and have to sign for less. I, I had the same thing happen to me going into arbitration. The Twins uh, DFA'd me. I was going to make whatever, like nine or something like that through arbitration. The DFA me and I make less. And I think that's just kind of what's going to happen. These guys are going to be in the big leagues. They're just not going to make what the system and had protected them and, and said they were going to make. Yeah. Bomber. They said they said our G Man Choi might be might be gone, but they they held on to him. There was rumors Ooh. that the Rays were doing that. I think they That's, still they have a little time. Yeah. When is all that finalized? I I think I looked it up after talking Yanks the other day. December second. December second. Okay. So there's still time for more guys to be added to the list. Interesting. And some late rumors here. Um Morosi, Morosi's actually tweeting out too many rumors every day. He's got like five, so I'm kind of not acknowledging them anymore, but says the Giants might be interested in John Lester. In my brain, that just makes a lot of sense. Like, it's just like, yeah, that adds up. Go get the old old Lester for the Giants. Who Like, to me, that's like, okay. Like, that's even like, <laughs> I'll forget that happened. Yeah, and then Correa is being shopped by the Astros, maybe. Yeah, 
I don't know about that, but yeah, our guy, uh, the the old lefties. We we mentioned a lot of the that middle tier of of good pitchers looking to get paid. There was a lot of Jay Happ rumors, Toronto and Boston. Uh, yeah, Lester to the Giants. I don't know. That seems more like him and Gabe Kapler just, you know, sharing stories and and getting old together. You think Lester still has a little bit of the fire to chase? something but i i don't know why would he go there that's like well you know why go to a contender like if you're lester i want to go to a team that's in the in the postseason lester and gabe kapler couldn't be more different people (laughs) they're like completely opposite people so like that'd be that'd be like a sitcom watching them together lester likes fried chicken and beer gabe kapler eats red bell peppers like they're apples so (laughs) uh he eats red bell peppers like they're apples so you just said he yeah. literally bites into them like they're apples. Raw, raw. That's Gabe, man. Gabe's a bit of a weirdo, huh? Yes, but in the best <laughs> way. I love Gabe. You guys, if you just, we need to have Gabe on here. How yeah. often is he eating the red bell peppers as apples? I don't know. I've seen him do it a couple times. If we had Gabe on here, it'd be a three-hour episode. We would end up talking about like stardust and like existentialism like it's no you have to be have a deep combo when you're around Gabe like he doesn't allow you to have simple small talk you're gonna get deep you might cry you might hug I don't know I like that breaking Vladdy has lost 40 pounds since July needed to happen I uh again a lot of toilet Nostradamus stuff around here today I forget if it was here or talking yanks but I said Vlad needed to lose significant. We weight. both did. We had like we were doing a series recap, and we both. I, I said we we treaded carefully. We were like, he's too big. He was way too big last year. When you look at his age, he's twenty. I think he's still twenty one. Yeah. Let me see. Well, good for him. He's put in the work. He came in. He came in in better shape. And then quarantine hit him hard, man. He gained 30 pounds. But it was that one clip, Jake, where he was arms wailing as he rounded second. And we were like, dude, you're too young. You're too young 20, to be. 21 years old. You can't, like, we've done some thick boy projections on here. Old DH Mike Trout. Like, Vladdy was on a dangerous pace. So I'm I'm glad. Good for him. And, yeah, I think the, the thing that I'm just happy about was, was adamant. Like, it can't be the the 10 15 best shape of his life tweet like no he had to like change it and he is and That's good for him and, thing. and guess what don't bet against that dude because his numbers mm-hmm. are okay we all expected a little more but again rookie season then weird covid season he played in all 60 games i like that i i'm i'm putting stock we put cole tucker stock I'm now getting Vladdy stock, and my infield is delicious and sexy. Mm. Do we need to sell Cole Tucker stock? Like, or is it time to like? No. Or no. or is it like it still has a lot of leeway to go? Get he's higher? the new Pete. I think it does. He's the new Pete Davidson man. I think everyone is going to be in on Cole Tucker now that he's out there. He's got the hair. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my god. He's who's the, in the, on you know, Pete the, Davidson. Jimmy, literally every Jimmy, female everyone. on the planet is in on Pete Davidson. The comedian? Yeah. Yes. It looks like he's strung out all the time. That's he one. dated Ariana Grande, and then literally every girl is in on him. Ew. Is oh. it the first thought I liked, thought his, mo- I I liked had... his movie. Which one? King of Staten Island. Oh, okay. 
the first thought I had when I heard this, uh, and, and I, I heard about it before the pictures came out, I was like, Vanessa Hudgens is a lucky girl. It's the first yeah. thought I had. Like, good for her. Like, she found a diamond. And then I thought to myself, I'm an idiot because I have Cole Tucker, Chris Archer, Jack Flaherty, and Brad Miller sitting in my backyard. I need to keep my wife inside. Yeah. You guys know how much I love Olivia. I cannot let her see these studs and then look at me. Where's Archer signing? I got some info. We're working. We're working. I'm, I'll have that scoop too. Okay. You you did the same thing with Olivia when me, Jim, BBD was behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Bill there? No, no, that's not the same thing. I wasn't at all. there. Well, soon. No. The, literally, these are like three of the most like eligible bachelor studs on the planet, and I'm like, Olivia, don't look, don't look, don't look. Yeah. Who or was the Who was the other one? Ar- Arch. Call J- uh, Jack, Flaherty. Jack, and who is the fourth? Uh, Brad Miller. Brad Miller signing. Okay. Who's also Lufa kind of a stud. Brad Miller. Yeah, man. So it was. Uh, I felt a little insecure, but at the same time, you know, I was uh, dishing out advice. Coach Trev. Uh, Coach Kotuk. They say, "How's me. the podcast going?" They did. They did. We talked Tom, about give, it. Showed him the studio. It's good. Give him the call. Give give Kotuk the quick call. That's, I mean, everyone listening wants it. I feel like you hang out the more than me. I mean, I can. Well, I just don't know audio wise how that's going to call come through. Don't call him. Don't okay, call Trev him. says don't call him. I was just going to say, say hey, what's it feel it... like to be famous? Yeah, he's he, he's handling it. All right, we'll let him be. That's the episode. Burning up in the studio over here. Love that. Burning. Yeah. Thanks, Looking. guys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hey, we got an interview with Odo tomorrow. He's a free agent. He breaks where he's uh, signing, so that's huge. So make sure you tune in. Yeah, and enjoy. You better have that. Enjoy Thanksgiving, and we'll be back next week, hopefully with a lot of news. See you then. Goodbye. Pelican grip.